Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. I'm so excited to have my new friend, Kristen, with me today. You, Kristen, I have seen in the community. It's so funny. I think I've told you the story. Um, One time I was at Starbucks and I saw you and your sister doing your show that you had worked on. But I didn't know who you were, but I knew that you were impressive. I saw you from afar and was like, oh, so cool. And in my house searches, I've seen you and your sister's name come up. And so I was so grateful when we were connected to actually get to know you more than just what I've seen, because I've seen a lot. You've done so much in the community here in the Chagrin area. You've built a real estate business. I've since learned you also have an online coaching business. You're a mom. You're doing so many things. And so it's been so fun to get to know you so far and today to get to know you even more. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. I love your space here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's so fun to get to bring you in. And this is your second time being here, which is extra fun. Yes. Yeah. So talk to us about that transition into mompreneurship. Did you start your business when you first had your kids? Did you start your businesses before? Walk us through that evolution. Absolutely. So what's interesting is I was single when I got into be, you know, getting into real estate, let's mm-hmm. say. And and I do believe, you know, that it's an I'm an entrepreneur and starting that journey. So it was pre-husband yeah. and pre-kids. And I'm very fortunate and, and grateful, actually, that I was already doing that. So I didn't have to train them any other way. Mm-hmm. Because when you are a mom and you're working and you're a busy wife, you have to prioritize lots of things. Mm-hmm. And at certain times, people get shuffled down or they get shuffled up, depending mm-hmm. on what's going on. And so that is where I started. So I started before anything. So bringing children into my world and my life When I was literally, I mean, I still am on call seven days a week in real estate. Mm -hmm. So when somebody needs to go see a house because it just came on the market, somebody's ready to list their house, it's go time. I don't get to say, oh, I'm sorry, but, you know, and I was under the premise that my children needed to be sort of unheard and unseen Mm -hmm. for the priority of my clients. So whenever I would juggle that, it was, I had to always do it behind the sidelines quietly, like, oh my gosh, who is going to come over here right now in the next hour and watch my baby? Mm -hmm. And luckily I have family um, nearby and I was able to have a nanny and Mm -hmm. be able to have that. So it made life very easy. Life is way different now with a nine and 11 year old. I love that you said there that you were under the impression that your kids needed to be unseen and, you know, that you had to have childcare in order. Has your impression of that changed or do you feel like it still makes a difference in your business and any business, but specifically real estate to to have that separation? If I could go back to my 30 something year old self, mm-hmm. I would have done it. I would have done it a different way. Yeah. And I absolutely would have. I think I was under the premise of sort of an old school model that I was learning under and being taught. 
and it worked and it uh, my business didn't suffer mm-hmm. would it have could it have been different no idea don't care right. i don't ever yeah. look backwards <laughs> um but but it, i was under the premise i really thought that that was important mm-hmm. but i wouldn't make that same same decision today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's that interesting balance, right? Because there are times where I have the kids in the studio and I want them to be a part of it. I want them to mm-hmm. see it and know what mom's doing and, and get to participate. And I, that was the experience I had growing up with my mom's business. I got to be mm-hmm. a part of it. And when she first started, she had a catering business. So I got to help roll the silverware or, you know, pack the toothpicks or things like that. Um, but then on the flip side too, as a mom, it can be hard when your kids are around because you have to make sure they're not breaking things or their bones. Distracting or, you. Exactly. Yeah. So it is that fine line that I like to talk about a lot of like being present in both things that we do. And I have personally found that having that support in certain places that you need it um, allows us to then be fully present in the work that we're doing. So then we can go be fully present at home, not always halfway in between things. Have you noticed that concept of presence evolve in your time? Yes, absolutely. And one of the most recent examples was, is I had the privilege of going to pony finals with my 11 year old in oh, Kentucky. Cool. And that just means that I am in pony heaven for seven straight days for an 11 year old. It had nothing to do with me. I was uh-huh. the driver. <laughs> I was, you know, I, again, I truly believe like it was, it was incredible to be able to be there with her. Mm-hmm. And I had to write an offer. I had out of town clients mm-hmm. that needed to see a house who are moving here. They don't have a house. And I was like, um, but I'm in Kentucky and they need to see a house in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So, then what has evolved is I was like, oh, I have sy- systems in place. All yeah. I need to do is ask for help. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Someone was happy to show the house for me. Yeah. And guess what? After dinner, you know, spending all day with my daughter, because you don't want her to remember the one time that you're not there. Mm-hmm. You want her to, her to remember the 95% of the other time that you are there in the present moment with her for that big deal moment, Mm -hmm. that life moment for her is, okay, so after dinner at like 8.30 to 10, I wrote an offer Mm -hmm. and that was completely fine. I love that you said that about like, you paused and realized, oh, I have systems in place. I think that's just another arm of support, right? There's, I think a beautiful space in with automation and software that can help us with systems. But then when you said you asked for help, Mm -hmm. that is something I've been working on is that whole concept of receivership, because I am always the person who's like, I've got to do everything. You know, I'm not trying to be superwoman. I just don't ever want to burden anybody else. Like it's it's ridiculous. And so I, I keep trying to learn that more and more that it's okay, that you can take up space. And so I love that you've evolved and, and found your groove in that. And like you said, too, also, you were there for your daughter in the moments that counted for her. Mm-hmm. And in the evening time, yeah, it's later at night, but you love what you do. So to, to make that pivot at night and spend an hour and a half, two hours writing that offer and getting it out, you felt fulfilled on both sides, I would assume. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Meaning I didn't feel overwhelmed by, oh, no, I have to do this thing. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, great. Like, I just got to spend the whole day with her Mm -hmm. and do that and not really have to, like, stress out about how I was going to make this happen. And then I just created the time and the space and was like, all right, we'll just get it done. Mm -hmm. And again, I I can completely relate on asking for help 
that was why I hired help mm-hmm. for 10 years because I hated asking other people. But I, but in my mind, I was like, well, if I pay someone to do it, it's different. It's, yeah, There's an exchange, yep. right? <laughs> I don't owe anyone else mm-hmm. because I did feel like, oh, no, I have to do it all. Like, I just have to. Like, I'm a mom. I asked for this. Like, I have to provide for my family. I, you know. It was a lot of pressure that I created for myself, but it wasn't anybody else putting that pressure on me. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't relate to that more. That right. I, I just had a conversation today, and I mentioned it on last week's podcast as well, which is about when us high achievers, overachievers, can make things harder for ourselves because we always have this need to achieve. And sometimes making it harder allows us to feel good about achieving. And mm-hmm. I just think, yeah, it, it can be so, so challenging. And I think it's also the systems that we're starting to break down where moms are in a certain role and spouses are in another role. I think we're all starting to to have our can hands we, in it can together. Can we talk yeah. about, though, that how lucky we are that our children, the, the husbands and the dads are way more involved 100%. than they ever were. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it without my husband no. in terms of what he does and what I do to make it just seamlessly work. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it was when I was raised at all. And so I think it's like such, it's such a beautiful thing to watch everybody kind of come together Mm -hmm. and that it isn't just the mom's role. Even though I have like an innate desire that I'm like, oh, but I want to be the one to put them to bed Mm -hmm. or whatever as a mom, or I'm the one worrying if they have diapers or not, (laughs) you know, he's not. But again, I feel like I could easily delegate to him like, hey, I need you to run to CVS and I need you to pick up Mm -hmm. XYZ. And he's like, I'm on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's first off amazing that that conversation is even brought to light, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think we're closer to 50-50 this, you know, this time in the world. And we also know that there's always room for improvement and, and that we like have to keep challenging ourselves to, to continue to work together as partners. Right. There's but. no perfect 50-50 or right. balance, at least not in my world. <laughs> and I try to normalize that it's not ever going to be that and that mm-hmm. it's not to attain perfection of perfect balance. Yeah. It's just like you've got to ebb and flow and you've got to go with it and whatever needs mm-hmm. to be done. And whatever works for your dynamic, because like my dynamic is way different than let's say my sister's dynamic or the way my parents were. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just whatever works for you. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you said flow because that's exactly how I feel about it. It's like, there's the ebbs and the flows. There's, it's not, it's a, the right balance in that moment. And that same balance might not be the same tomorrow because today you might need to flex and work more and mm-hmm. kid less and, and then vice versa, you know, then you, <laughs> then you flip, yeah. you know? Um, but I, I just think that that's so, so beautiful. And I love in your story too, that you started on your own and then you added in your husband and you added in your kids my original goal with my first business was I started it prior to kids and my husband and I wanted to make it a quote unquote well-oiled machine before my family came, which I think we can all laugh at out loud because <laughs> like, when is every, anything ever a well-oiled machine? Yeah. But as your kids got into your life and, and you started to look at your business in a new light, talk to us about that. What things were you thinking about differently? I know you, you got childcare in place so you could still be you when you were doing your showings and things like that. But is that where the spur for coaching came on is using your time in a different way? Mm -hmm. Well, in all honesty, 
Um, right before COVID hit, like literally right before, I was on the brink of burnout. Yeah, I was doing it all. Yep, like burnout in and working so much, burnout and not feeling like I, I was a good mother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, I've got to strip this down, and mm-hmm. I have to strip it down to the to like the bare minimum, and then rebuild and allow back in what I wanted. So that's really what that looked like. And with that, I was like, wait, I know I'm called for more. Mm-hmm. And I, st- I got my, um, I started with health coaching and then it okay. kind of morphed into life coaching. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait a minute, what do I know best? And it mm-hmm. was like, I'm a business coach for women in real estate mm-hmm. and I don't have to think twice about it. And it's like, I can absolutely help anyone grow their business. And so that's what evolved during like, let's say COVID and a little bit mm-hmm. after in getting into that coaching space because that's what lit me up in terms of sharing my knowledge and helping others succeed mm-hmm. and impacting their lives. I love it. Yeah. yeah. it's. I love that you said that it lit you up because mm-hmm. that was a question that I was going to have for you is about like that stuff that you dream up that you're just so passionate about and how you're intertwining that into the work that you're doing. And so it's so cool to hear you say, this is something that I'm good at. It's something that's a no-brainer to you, and you have joy sharing it with other people because it makes such an impact on their lives. Mm-hmm. And so it's so beautiful how that all came to be. And I love how you mentioned, too, that you just had that calling of, like, you know, you knew you were meant to do something more. You, you knew you were add, needed to add on. I had that same feeling, and I bet a lot of people listening can say yeah. they have a similar story, too, at COVID. Um, that was when I pivoted my business as well from my styling and mobile boutique to what we're doing today. It it was in that moment of COVID, being pregnant with our second and final, like just everything hits you at once and you just really reassess. And so the stripping down and rebuilding, I I love as well. We talk a lot about like minimalism and simplifying things because as moms, it's just, you have to. You can't do it all. (laughs) You might want to, but Mm -hmm. yeah, stripping it down and really Honestly, it's like to, it was so empowering for me to be like, wait, I am in control. This is not outside of me. Yeah. I have control. And what what is it that I want to build? What do I want like to be? And my kids are watching me. Yes, They're watching me. And what do I want that to be like miserable and mm-hmm. like tied to something that I, you know, that I just am not called to do. And don't get me wrong, like it has made me way more present even in the, you know, my real estate in working with buyers and sellers mm-hmm. because it's so funny with the coaching and how it really started there. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like 15 years of coaching, but not calling it coaching because right. you really are helping them make decisions mm-hmm. and and all of that. And so it translated so well and so easily mm-hmm. that Um, that again, that it was like, oh, I love this too. Yeah. Yeah. When you were stripping things down, what what were things that were going through your mind? Kind of what was that filter of what would stay and what would go? It started with parameters Mm -hmm. in terms of where I was willing to go to sell a house. Okay. Where I was like, okay, if it's 45 minutes away, nope, (laughs) I can refer it to somebody who's a specialist in that area. Right. If it was within, you know, living in Chagrin Falls, living in the Chagrin Valley, (laughs) then it was like, oh, well, it's a no-brainer. Of course, I'm going to take that. So it was literally physical boundaries like that um, that made it really easy. I'm in business with my sister. Like, Mm -hmm. we're we're an equal partnership. And 
Sometimes it would be that a lead would come in and it would be a complete stranger. So we had no tie to them. And I felt like those are the ones that I could give to some, like I could refer out Mm -hmm. versus I'm going to always say yes to someone I've already done business with. Like no brainer. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sign me up. I'm your girl. I want to take care of you. Mm -hmm. Here's like the honest part about it all is like in real estate, they kind of drive it into you that like better take anything you can get and it's like this desperation of like I need more clients Mm -hmm. and it wasn't about a number to me like I didn't need more numbers and Mm -hmm. more transactions and more closings I wanted to do business with the people that were the right fit that like genuinely appreciated that like Kristen is an expert like I want her to hold my hand Mm -hmm. and that made it easier to to to, to work with people and then be okay with saying no to people. Yeah. Not, and not being ungrateful about it, just, yeah. Yeah. I I love that because it really reminds me of the conversation of scarcity versus abundance. And I Mm -hmm. think it's something that's coming up and that we're all becoming more mindful of that a lot of stuff I think has originally been rooted in more scarcity of yes you have to take the client or you have to do the thing even if you don't want to even if it doesn't work those hours right or work the weekends Mm -hmm. right I mean you being in retail Mm -hmm. it's like when do you allow the client to dictate and you're doing all the jumping versus being like well wait a minute I think we can get this accomplished on a Thursday and it doesn't have to be Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember at, at a point I was coached at some point that said like, just put in your calendar. That's the beautiful thing of those ca- calendars, like Calendly and things like that when your availability is. And when people see that, then they typically will just make one of those times work because they see that's available. Mm-hmm. And if they really have a problem with it, they might reach out. But more often than not, when you say these are your choices, they're going to find a way to make one of the choices work. And that has helped me so much. I know you had mentioned that that felt like some guilt at first and things like that. How do you work through that saying, you know, this is it. I can't accommodate everything. And I think what we had said when we first, um, before we hopped on about just being real and authentic, like that's real life. You know, I don't expect everybody to be at my beck and call and and vice versa. Like we're all here to collaborate together and work together. And so I think that's a beautiful testament to what you're doing. Yeah. I think too, sometimes when we think that we need to talk to everybody, then we're kind of not talking to anybody Mm -hmm. because it's too broad or we're trying to please everybody versus no, you get to see me between 3.30 and 5.30 and this is when I do my podcast or Mm -hmm. whatever it is and just own it. Like that's when I'm available Mm -hmm. for this task or this thing. Talk to us a little bit more about that dreaming up, that dreaming stage of, you know, how fun it is in business to have passions and vision. Talk to us about that future for you. You're doing your coaching. You're doing your real estate. Your kids are a little bit older, so you mm-hmm. get to play more in what they're doing. So what does that dream vision look like for you? I, You know what? It's funny because I, one of my business coaches, I hired her because I wanted her to help me dream bigger. I love it. And it seems so like ambiguous to some people, but yet I'm like, no, I'm serious. This is this is where I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. This is what I need help with. There feels like there's a ceiling. There feels like a cap. What, what do I want? Mm-hmm. I'm the type that um, I can do a three-year plan and mm-hmm. I can say, great, I have this vision for, for three years, but then every six months go back and redo it yep. because 
when a path presents itself, like you said, because everything's happening for mm-hmm. me, when a path presents itself, I make decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't stay in the indecision and be like, oh, I don't know. Should I do this? I, you know, in him and haw. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is it. Like, we're going down this path. Here we mm-hmm. go. Like, better put a seatbelt on or something. Yes. And it doesn't mean that I'm distracted. It just means that when I know, I know. Mm-hmm. So when I think about the three-year plan, I don't know what it means. I see myself, you know, obviously with my coaching business, I have an academy. It's called the Advanced Agent Academy mm-hmm. for women in real estate. And I see growing that yeah. so that I can help more women grow their real estate businesses. You know, I have clients, you know, all throughout the United States and I want that to be accessible to them to help them. So I foresee that growing. And in terms of my my own real estate business here, I see maintaining it. Again, it's not about a numbers thing for me in real estate. I'm born and raised here. Mm-hmm. Um, my sphere is my sphere. And it's also because I say that because my kids are at a crucial age, crucial for me, that is. Yeah. Um, in terms of being at like nine and 11, I don't want to be pulled and preoccupied and distracted. I want more time with them that they will allow. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of on that brink, right? I think it's beautiful that you're you're figuring that out and you're willing to work with what you've got. Um, I used to talk a lot about like a 90-day cycle. It's like you get clarity, you take aligned action, and then you recalibrate somewhere around that 90 days, maybe six months. It's that's enough time to get something accomplished that you're feeling conviction around. And then that's also enough time to be like, okay, like, let's just make sure we're still on track. We're still doing the things that light us up. And so I love that you've mentioned the same thing. Um, And so I think it's fun for us to vision out and also, like you said, listen to the nudges and not be so, you know, tied to it and continue to recheck in. I think that's what's helped me. Never in a million years would I have said three years ago that we would have the (gasps) podcast studio, right? Right, (laughs) right. And look how fun because it evolved Mm -hmm. and we're here and Mm -hmm. like we're having this experience all because you took that path. And it is interesting that I, I, with working with so many women, I feel like one of the things that they struggle with most is is not acting out on the things. Mm-hmm. Not that they're regretting like not doing it, but it's almost like um, they just, they have guilt like, oh no, someone's going to think that I'm quitting. Uh, you did not yeah. quit. Nope. You made a conscious decision mm-hmm. that, okay, that's not where I want to put my effort and mm-hmm. here is where I want to put my effort. Yeah. But there's a lot of, I think that indecision really can can cause some turmoil mm-hmm. in not taking action. But I'm willing to risk and take the action. And guess what? If it's, it's I was going to say if it's the wrong action, mm-hmm. but to me, it would never ever even be categorized as a wrong action. It would mm-hmm. just be like, oh, so I got some feedback yeah. and I decided that I'm going to make another decision and go this way. Mm-hmm. And another tool that I use a lot is evaluating. And evaluating is just talking about what worked, what didn't work, and what should I do differently. Mm-hmm. And you can do that in 30-day increment, 90-day increment, six-month increment. You can say, is the podcast business Mm -hmm. doing it? And just, you know, evaluate that. And it helps to realize that there's nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. We're just gaining feedback to do better. Yeah, I love what you said there, too, about I think we're all starting to learn because the conversation is happening more of, 
oh, our intuition is valid. Yes. I don't think that's I certainly never really been a conversation for me of you can go with your gut and that's okay because, you know, my family always supported that. But I think school and all of that, it's just do these things, mm -hmm. type A, you know, do these things and I get the check mark and I get the A that I'm looking for. So you know how to to work the system. And I get the praise. Exactly. Yeah. You that get the girl. achievement. Right. Yeah. Right. And so moving into this new space of, oh, I'm my highest authority. I have the blueprint inside me, you know, not comparing ourselves to the measuring stick of everything else that's out there. It's a challenge. It's practice, like working a exercise and working those muscles. But I think it's good to continue to have those conversations because I certainly, when I'm bombarded with too much strategy or things like that, I get overwhelmed. Like, oh, I should be doing, you know, you should all over yourselves. I should be mm -hmm. doing this. I should be doing that. And in reality, you know, whatever feels right to you next is the right thing. And if it's not, you grow and learn from it. Yes. And I think that those shoulds create the shame and guilt. A hundred percent. And then you're in this loop and that doesn't serve you. But what I will tell you about the intuition, that is the number one thing that I am trying so hard to ingrain in my daughter. Yeah. I'll like give her the like, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. feel that? Like yeah. that's your intuition. And it's me just... I want to enforce that so that she feels it and she connects it, that she has control over going, I want to say no, mm -hmm. rather than okay. like shooed into like, why well, I, I felt like I had to say yes, or mm -hmm. I was going to get in trouble. And I think that is so important because you're right. We weren't, um, and I, it's like, it's not to blame our parents no, or anything, but like all. we yeah. were not taught that when in reality we have that, but we're like, putting out that flame, we're not listening, we're pushing it down like, oh no, that can't possibly be, rather than like, hmm, wait a minute, I have a radar, I feel it inside, what do I wanna do now with that information? Mm -hmm. And you don't have to explain it right. to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we get to be the highest authority and, and yes. be okay with that decision. I love that you said that this is something that you have top of mind with your daughter and I'm sure with your mm -hmm. son as well, yes? Mm -hmm. More my daughter, um, just because I think she's a little bit older, like mm -hmm. he's just not there yet. Yeah, yeah. But trust me, when he, he's more like sensitive, maybe emotional. Mm -hmm. And if he needs a hug, I'm like, like, let's hug it out. <laughs> like, I don't want him to get shamed into wanting mm -hmm. a hug or having a tear or whatever. Like we, we process his emotions mm -hmm. versus hers more like intuition yeah. talk. Isn't yeah. it funny? I, I feel this way with boy girl. Like, yeah. I feel like I have to have two conversations at every moment. Like, Sophia, you can use your strong voice to talk. And like, Jack, you can have your emotions. And like, you know, <laughs> yes. it's like you got to talk to multiple different ways. Like, yes. you have to understand no means no, Jack. And like, Sophia, you have to be able to use your voice to say no. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a ping pong game. But so you, you have those things top of mind. Is there anything else you said modeling is so important to yeah. you and all you do? And I agree with that too. It's not what's taught. It's what's caught is something that I believe mm. and have felt in growing up. And so are there any other little things that you've learned in your mompreneur journey that you're very hyper aware that you want to bring and are currently teaching your kids? One of the things that I want them and I believe that they are absolutely watching is that they, I tell them that they can do anything they want. And again, like another example was, I remember last year when we were leaving Pony Finals, mm -hmm. you know, again, to use that example is when she left there, I said, you know, what's your goal for next year? And she's like, I want to go to Pony Finals again. And I said to her, 
I will do everything in my power to support your goal and whatever you need. Mm-hmm. And I wanted her to know that like she has my support, she has my back. It's not my goal. Because I think that's the other thing is that sometimes um, kids, people, whatever, feel as though they have to be in a box in order to get the, ooh, you were a good girl, or like mm-hmm. the achievement or the success because you're like, oh, I did what they wanted me to do. Like, mm-hmm. I want them to learn what makes them happy, not just because they get praised for something that they did. Yeah, yeah, not the thing that makes you happy about them. And yes. so then that's what they're doing. Yeah, right. yeah. Along those lines for that conversation of the outside voices, mm-hmm. since your kids are a little bit older, talk to us about what you think and how you're helping them strengthen and again, be able to look inward and be content at their core with who they are, the decisions they're making. I mean, they're starting to get into that pivotal mm-hmm. place, right? Where they can start to understand it. Like, oh, this person might express disappointment or whatever. Another family member might think I should go another way, but I feel strong in my decision and I'm okay if they're, they can have their feelings and I can have mine. Have you crossed that bridge much yet? Well, I think because I'm, I, I'm a strong woman, yeah. no, <laughs> because I'm a strong woman and I am their mother, mm-hmm. they've already only seen that way yeah. of speaking up and mm-hmm. speaking your voice and So it's not anything that I feel as though my children have had to go out of their way to learn. I think that, um, again, there's a different dynamic with the firstborn and then the secondborn. The firstborn, you know, she wants to follow directions and Mm -hmm. be a rule follower. And when I'm teaching her to speak up and it can still be scary. Yeah. Because notice I didn't say but. I almost Mm -hmm. did because it's like we're so trained to be like, but you can do it scared. I want her to learn how to speak up and do it scared because to her that's scary. Um, I do trust that when she says no, she says no. When my son, he says like, he knows to be like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. But he Mm -hmm. means no. Yeah. Like it's not up for discussion, but he at least says it politely. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I just, the reflection I think is a beautiful one for all of us to think about is reflecting back on are we using our voice to, to strongly and kindly say what we need and I, I think about it all the time with my kids. It's just mm-hmm. how am I supporting them? My son, Jack, is the firstborn, and so he's more sensitive, and he you know, would be more of a rule or is a rule follower. And mm-hmm. so I want to make sure that he knows, like, you can you can say stuff. We're starting preschool here, in, yeah, in the falls, so this, yeah, in September. And so I'm, like, trying not to be nervous, but, like, slightly nervous that he's just going to let people trample on him. And so, and Sophia, on the other hand, will be doing the trampling. Like, she's just a little hulk. And um, that's, that's I think, where I'm starting to have the hard time is, like, and I think because of COVID, too, probably, like, where do I let them out into the world? And where do you continue to protect them? And reminding myself, you got to arm them, right? With- What's interesting, though, is that he might not need your help to yeah. learn how to speak up. Mm-hmm. That just might be what you think he needs. Yeah. And again, nothing wrong with it. But mm-hmm. it is interesting because it's always like, as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, like, I want to be like, don't you really think like we're kind of messing them up? Like, what do we do? Oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Because there's so many thoughts about it, yes, right? Like, all the time. oh, my gosh, did I do, was that the right way? Was that the wrong way? Like, do mm-hmm. they need this? Do they need that? Mm-hmm. And then, Too much TV today? Not to, oh like, my God, oh, my God, not a good enough nap. Oh, they're going to die. They're like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they haven't had any vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> and so it is a lot of hard work and, like, the mental load mm-hmm. that we take about thinking about what we think they need or what 
what they need to learn, what they think they need to learn. I know that they are like, again, everything is happening for them. Yeah. So we have to trust he's going to be just fine yeah, at preschool. Be fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to steal his blocks. And then maybe. he's going to say, no, thank you. May I please have that back? Kindly, but strongly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's it's just so beautiful. And I appreciate you being like open to share your thoughts and, and your mindset on that, because I think it is so important when we can have these real conversations of mm-hmm. what's truly worrying us as moms and how we can band together and support each other, not only in business life, but in mom life as well tell everybody where I'll have links below for where they can find you, but where is that next place that they can look for you, how you might be able to support them? Sure. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Yay. And it's funny because the way that we're licensed in real estate, we have oh. to keep our license, like our name. And so it's like, I still have my middle name, Kristen Worley Tallman. And um, that's where you can find me on Facebook. And Instagram is Kristen underscore Tallman. And you can find me on TikTok as well. Um, I'm new there, but I'm having fun. Um, so yeah, those yeah. are the places you can find me. Yay. And so if you're uh, in the real estate business and mm-hmm. you're a female and you want help being coached, you can support them there. And if you're in the local Cleveland area and you're looking to buy or sell a house, you're the hookup, right? Absolutely. In the Chagrin area. Sure. Chagrin boundaries. Valley. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for coming and sharing. Yeah. You're thanks for having me. Amazing. This was great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You have no idea how much your listenership means to me. If you love what you heard, would you mind leaving us a review? It'll help get these episodes into more mompreneurs earbuds and into our community. Ready to get your next season or project done? Then you need to check out the studio. It offers a creative, collaborative, and Instagrammable space for mompreneurs to batch their podcasts and beyond. Head to mompreneurco.com slash studio to learn how to cut your marketing time from three months to one day so you can spread your message and mission on autopilot while enjoying the work and people you love most. See you next time.